Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio, sponsored by Sullivan University, online at sullivan.edu. Jeremy, Sylvia, we got a lot. We have... Oh, we have a great... A great show. We have culinary royalty for this town. Culinary royalty. Is what I consider, you know? These guys kind of invented the game for steak in Lexington. Columbia Steakhouse is coming by. Yeah. Let me ask you that. It's so awesome. Because we talked, uh, you know, we've had what I consider to be local food royalty in here a few times. You know, Burgers and Shakes, the guys Mm -hmm. from Burger Mm -hmm. Shakes. Mm -hmm. You know, Columbia Steakhouse coming in the second half of the hour. What is the the true institutional food of Lexington that are your favorite places? Wow. Like the one that defines our region? Well, no, I mean like the restaurants that are still around. That it's still around. That's still around. Like burgers like and Columbia shakes. Is this 75, is, 75 yeah, this has got to be the longest tenure. Yeah, this restaurant. has to be. Yeah, this has to be. Now, uh, now that brings up the question of steakhouses. Yes. And yeah. And who's been around? Do y'all remember Ponderosa? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that I was uh, Southland Drive. This yeah. is the one I remember. And you know, we kind of had a family connection. Uh, one of people that we knew managed and ran and grilled steaks there. And yeah. I still remember stories when I was in culinary school talking to this person about how busy that place would get. It was. I wonder, did it go out of business? I think I, there was I more in, one in Moorhead. There's mo- well, Ponderosa. I worked at a Ponderosa when I was in high school. Like they are, they were all over the country. It was like Sizzler. I yeah. can't quite remember the format. Like you come in and there's a menu board right yes. and you go through the little like oh, is it the a line yeah like a cafeteria almost oh, but you order you sit down i can't remember how it works so you would walk in and there'd be like a like one of those bank mazes right you'd yeah yeah in, yeah then you get to a counter and you'd, you'd order a steak and then you'd be like do you want the salad bar with it? And of course, you only got the steak so you could get the salad bar. Because <laughs> that was before like Golden yeah. Corral or, yeah. or Chinese buffets. Because you go to the salad bar, and in a salad bar, they had like food food. They oh, okay. had, you know, like chicken wings and spaghetti. So you were there for the bar. You were there for the bar. And you the, got steaks the steaks were an uh, upsell. You, you know the Usually quiet, by the time you got the steak, you take it to go. Here, here's got the it. quiet one <laughs> that you never hear about, but people love it. Longhorns. Yes. Longhorns. They're yeah. on Broadway or Harrodsburg Road. And you never hear much about it, but it has been in business for a long time, and people swear by it. I mean, they go there. Um, There was an interesting concept for steak that that I think it started around the 70s, and I think they still have some. It was in the Midwest, and we never had one around here, not to my knowledge. But I've always – I think this would work now. What's the what's Is the just the cook-your-own-steakhouse. Oh, yeah. They have oh. that in Vail, Colorado. Where you have the, you know, kind yeah. of a barn situation. You the, and, yeah. You know, because the grills. They do. And now, you know, uh-huh. there's a lot of cool technology for that are smokeless to where you can put things like this in a dining room and people can grill without ventilation, which is the biggest expense when building a restaurant is those big fans that suck up I all the stuff. I think you're right. This would work. Oh, it works great, I think. And, like, there's a lot of... You pick you know, out you your see steak. Right now in Lexington, K-Pod and Korean barbecues mm-hmm. exploding because it's interactive. People want interactive they dining. Interactive. There's something to do, a two-hour experience that for their money, really. It is yeah. weird that we will pay more to do our own cooking. Yeah. Remember the I think it's pot? brilliant. You guys remember the melting pot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Was when when I was done. in high school, the fanciest restaurant you could go to was the fondue restaurant, the melting pot, and you'd cook your own food. And it was fine. It was okay. But it was super expensive because you got to cook your own food. Yeah. Well, here's some current steakhouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Malone's. Yeah. You got Tony's. And we, all of us thought Tony's versus Jeff Ruby's, but they both thrive, apparently. Yeah, I think they're super w- high end. 
Lexington's developed the downtown, I think, to, to handle both of these high-end steakhouses, which is a good sign for all it of us. It is a right? good sign. Yeah. Especially with the renovation. Do too. you remember the fifth quarter? I, I never got to eat there. Tell, do you guys remember how that one worked? Was it traditional kind of steakhouse? I think so. Yeah. It's sort of like Outback. You know, kind of like there were, and I remember one that I never ate at oh. also. My parents talked about called Del Frisco's. Oh, yeah, I remember Del, Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, what other big legendary? Ruth so Chris is going to be, Chris. you know, one of the. It's I'd never been here, but. They were the maybe uh, the first ones to really go national. Like the big steak high end national, yeah, right? High end national. Morton's and there was a, up until recently there was a Morton's in Louisville. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a, still a Ruth's are. Chris in Louisville. There's and Ruth's there's a new restaurant in Louisville downtown called Oh shoot! And it's supposed to be great. It's in downtown Louisville. The real, Steakhouse? real, real. Oh, I shouldn't have brought it up because I can't Les remember Mou the name. Les Moo. Uh, Les Moo. Uh, I love that. Is that like Moo? Like Moo? Like, like Moo. Like, yeah. It's oh. a steakhouse. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, the new phenomenon, though, is like uh, Texas Roadhouse and the peanut restaurants. Yeah. Right. Somebody determined that peanuts are really good with steak. And they actually are. Yeah. Those, those restaurants, you know, they started coming around when I was growing up. Like the, the peanut the, restaurant, the peanut restaurant, the mm-hmm. Logan of the Roadhouses. That's Roadhouse, call, right? Texas Roadhouse mm-hmm. must have a cattle farm next to them to feed all the people that I see in that parking lot on so a regular basis. Th- that's one thing we should talk about sometime. Is you know, what do do restaurants, do corporations have some maybe ethical responsibility for the amount of meat? Yes, they consume that. It here's the beginnings of the steakhouse. Was they say in the um, in New York mm-hmm. and twitch you from there yes. uh, some legendary places but it started out as just a bunch of men would get it getting together yeah. and just gorge themselves on meat six pounds of meat and countless you know, it, it was beer. a sign of of I think what made America America was the fact that yeah. we were the only ones that really ate large amounts of protein. And if you could afford to go to a steakhouse and sit yeah. you know, in the leatherback chairs and drink a uh, cognac and have a steak, it meant you were you had pretty arrived. well to do. Because meat was never the center of the plate until probably 20th century America. And it's interesting now because meat is becoming less of the center of the plate. But, I mean, people still love it and they still go for it. But that's kind of interesting, isn't it, Chef? Isn't that a trend? It is a trend. Um, I think the American consumer overall is is um, is eating less meat at home. I'm not seeing that at the restaurants. Okay. It's almost so like they're, they're still... switching. Like that's their time to splurge. Yeah. And in the and way eat Americans eat out, which is probably two a lot. or three times a week. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I still seem like we're, we're blasted through a lot of meat. So opinion. can I ask you this? Has Have, have American meat t- tastes changed? I don't mean ver- chicken versus steak. I mean steak. For instance, you see 10 years ago, you oh. never saw Wagyu in a grocery yeah. store. You know, you never saw the, that. The other thing is fat. Right. You used we to want, see a lot more marbling right. than now. But now... Right. People expect, like, if I'm going to their grocery store, if I'm going to buy a really good, or if I'm going to a steakhouse, oh, I want Wagyu. I want, you know, I want this high-end steak that I'm not even uh, sure if I like it. I just want it. And I think that's creating demand. They're, they're spurging at the steakhouses. and eating, But I, I'm seeing, trend-wise, just a ton of this um, kind of plant-based meat. You know, the, the, the kind of formed chicken and, and stuff like that, which um, is a heavily processed item. I'm not saying that I... I 
condone it or anything right, like that. Right. But there, there's a big push to, to eat meat products that are made from plants. And I'm not talking Impossible Burger. I'm talking the quok chicken, stuff like that for more ethnic foods and stir fries and soups and stews. And just they're putting out a lot of products you're going to be able to use at home. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just not a huge fan of things that try to pretend to pretend to, pin, pretend to right. be something else. If I want to eat right. meat, I'll eat meat. Yep. I understand they that don't. everyone eats then meat don't. or can't eat meat, but I just I'll I, eat these croutons till I, I die. Oh. I'm uh, trying to figure out like what the benefit is because it seems like okay as as these meat prices rise and that they're not coming down right. Everything surrounded supporting the animal is is going up. You know the 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 substitutions I thought might be more economical. But they're coming in at the market like the same yeah. price per pound so as like real we, meat. I've so been, like why? Well, people oh. have been convinced that health is the reason they're going in another direction. When Impossible Burgers <coughs> came out, they were more than beef. Right. They were more than beef. And now it's probably roughly, based on the per pound package, it's probably close to probably the same. But say. you're not saving much well, money going with the fake options. Let me ask you about aging. Because mm-hmm. it came yeah. out that in the early days of the New York Steakhouses, uh, aging was like I, I think it was eight weeks wow yeah. and that's like not heard of now yeah and they're doing like in plastic they somehow some kind of right. you know more about that than yeah, i do but, uh, but have and they said people pretty much don't know the difference anymore but you know like aged beef if yeah. it was too much aged there were people who liked that taste and the and the fact that mold and yeast grows on right. meat and you have to cut it off means yep. they get less you know it's a and it's an expense issue it's, it's a really, dollars and cents if you can afford to age meat then uh, i recommend it i mean because it's tender right yeah and there's really nothing to this guys you're talking about a humidity controlled environment you know you can buy special equipment you can just put a piece of you know, like a whole ribeye loin or a steak loin or some steaks on an elevated plate in your fridge with a cup of water next to the little fan, the blower in your fridge. Mm-hmm. And that's going to give you enough humidity to kind of control that. And you're basically slowly growing bacteria and the, the meat is rotting on the outside. And you have water loss and bacterial enzymes that tenderize the meat inside. And when you cut these steaks, you're talking, you know, up to 30% water loss from the original mm-hmm. weight. So you're paying 30% more right when it goes on the plate. So there's a, a huge expense involved, but it's very, very rich and dense meat. But Sylvia, yeah, once you get on that eight-week mark, you're really getting some gamey flavors in there. you got to know what you're eating and like it. And, uh, and they have to trim it well. Like you get one little bite of that funk from the outside and mm-hmm. you're going to be turned off it's the it's the mm-hmm. concentration of flavor so you take let's just say a, a loin is 18 pounds yeah you you put it in and they actually make bags now that you can buy on amazon so you can a you can dry age in your own refrigerator and that's to help with the water loss right and also so, they, you know because it's really expensive to pay 30 yeah. percent more for something right yeah it also exactly. helps with the flavor transfer from your refrigerator uh, because you know if you have a, a fridge it's going to have flavors yeah. so what happens is the water goes away the meat concentrates and then you cut off what's called the pelican i believe it's called the pelican right the the rind on the outside and what's left is such a more beefy beef yeah interesting let me ask you this this may not sound related but high-end restaurants noma closed Mm-hmm. Well, they're you're going they're to. They're going to, yeah. Yeah, they're going to close. They're going to turn into a, like a commercial kitchen. And they, yeah. the guy was quoted as saying, fine yeah. dining is dying. So, you know, that's that's the biggest focus we're seeing in the, like, the industry right now is it's it's so unsustainable because it's too hard. Like, yeah, and nobody wants to and do it. Yeah. It's like yeah, to, people slave to get kitchens. your food 
on your plate in eight to ten minutes to your liking and you know a lot it, we love it but there's not a lot of people to help us out because a lot of people don't want to work nights and weekends and, and deal with yeah. it so and you got to yeah. have a kind of specialized person like they talked about the interns at mm-hmm. noma were just treated like slaves I well, think that's why you pay your dues in the kitchen. And the yeah. hard part is, is, like, good food takes time, guys. You know, to make some of these reduction sauces and to, to do some of these advanced techniques, we're talking sometimes between 12 and 48 oh, yeah. hours to one, produce a One dish. intern had to, her job was to put together little bite-sized beetles. Out of fruit leather? And, and then she had to reconstruct their skeletons. Yeah, so in this well, dish, and it was a delicacy. So how much cooking did she really do there? She what, didn't, you know, and she was upset about it. I bet. You know, because so all nobody, she did was put these skeletons together. Right, and that's you know you're, you're putting together you know fake food to uh, it's delicious. I'm sure it's they've art. nailed it. It's it awesome, food? but there's that's the one place in the world that can pull this off, and they're they're booked. But it's uh, so unsustainable that they're that's closing. what he said. He's like, it's just not worth it. Well, I'm going to quit while I'm at the top. Mm-hmm. I don't also, blame. I have to say, like when you go to a restaurant, and there's obviously different levels of fine dining. Noma is a restaurant. It's a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, you go there. It's a destination well, place. When, you, when you're done eating at a Noma, plate. or I know you guys did one of those crazy tasting menus. Was in Nashville, yeah, or Alenia, or whatever. What was the name of when that place? Alenia. When you eat at a place like that, and you eat thirty different tastings, you don't leave going. Oh, I can't wait to go back because I craved this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was It's an experience. You had it. It's done. It's over. When you go to an Azure or you go to almost any other restaurant, you go there because there's something you love on the menu that you can get over and over again. And you can't do that at a place like that. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem sustainable because I can't imagine anyone going more than once. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. As I mature as a chef, I, I kind of have a lot of respect for a guy like, say, Jonathan Waxman, who has a roasted chicken and salsa verde that, you know, everybody in the planet that eats it dreams about it and wants really? to order it and make right. it. Really? You know, Renee and Grant Ackett's, uh, there's not a dish they have that I really want to eat at home when I'm feeling down yeah. or yeah. really any mood. Yeah, yeah you can't I want to experience their that. dish. But you don't. And it's almost like Grant? I'm experiencing them. And that's really interesting to me to kind of peer into some yeah. chefs. Yeah you know, what they are through their food. That's what I get from it. But uh, you're probably not like me. You know, you probably don't want to eat like I want to eat. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there and experience your food, but I don't know if I'm going to want to cook it at home. Well, yeah. is it yummy? Jeremy like the- Jeremy had to eat all my little <laughs> pieces and parts of the Alenia experience. So 18 courses we did, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's probably five that I don't care to eat again. Right. and But, of the but they were the- different. I never had anything like it. Of the ones you yeah. enjoyed. And that was important. That was the you. important part. Yeah. Of the ones you enjoyed. Did you think any of them were yummy enough and go, I want that again? There was a couple that were f- really delicious. Well, you yeah. tried the dessert. That Yeah, we, yeah, we, we try that. to recreate that that presentation piece for dessert all the time uh, with liquid nitrogen and just kind of painting things that on the table. Fun. It's just fun, fun for people. But, um, yeah. you know, back to the conversation. Yeah, I mean, uh, what what makes a chef real? Are these great chefs mm-hmm. the ones that you don't really want to eat their food? Exactly. Or yeah. is, or is a great chef just a one that you want to experience? I don't know how. You know, it's kind of like elevates these high fashion. You don't want the exact outfit because it's right. never going to be replicated on the model that's you know as thin as a rail. 
but it gives you ideas. Yes, it does. And you can take those ideas and make them Americanized and Midwesternized. Well, you know? no so you're right. So because they're hungry. I think yeah. Sylvia nailed it. You know, these the, the top chefs are like high fashion. You know, right. you see mm-hmm. these crazy fashion shows and they're wearing stuff that you oh, would that you would never wear. But it's to spark an inspiration and another design. And then they That's can what reproduce them right. in small. And it's it's packages. not it's not meant to serve a purpose of yeah. her hunger. It's meant to serve a purpose for oh. art. It's art. It's art at that point. It's, art and you design. Know, it's more theory than it is execution. So yeah. a chef like Jeremy can come home and try right. the dessert that we tried. Up right, there. put my spin on it. Yeah, and you, you might put seaweed in something, right. but you're not going to eat it as a course, you know, right. which I didn't. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> I'm Jeremy a boring being eater. inspired, I know you yeah, got a lot Jeremy, going on at Azure. Yeah, yeah. What is going on? What, what, what's going on at Azure? What do we know about? Uh, you know, I just I hope in the, the next couple months are just heavy creative stuff you know we got a great new team at Azora, a great sous chef so we're, we're working on some some menus that'll kind of branch us into spring but we're also for the end of january we're working on a brasa bonna dinner reliving our old cuban restaurant people will love that yeah so uh we're, we'll have four dishes to talk about next week and then the dinner will be in a few weeks so definitely make reservations for that guys when we'll will it be do we know a date we're yet? gonna pick the last few days of january i'll have a date for you and we'll announce it next oh, week. oh that sounds sweet yeah but yeah. we need a little like sunshine in the doldrums of January, I think. Yeah. And it always makes sense because this time of year that all that citrus and Caribbean stuff is really in season. There you go. Food porn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Check out AzureRestaurant.com. Make reservations and try out all the amazing stuff Jeremy's making. Now, in a moment, I know we're really excited about this because... There are a few institutions left, and this is definitely one of them. Columbia Steakhouse. Uh, Greg Penn from Columbia is coming on, and he is going to tell us about not just the history of Columbia, but what makes Columbia Steakhouse Mm, so special? Columbia Steakhouse. What makes it so special? So don't I can think about some of the food that we're tasting even (laughs) before he gets here. (laughs) Croutons? Oh, yeah. Back in a moment. Food News and Cheese Radio. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. You know, there are there are a few legendary places. There are steakhouses and then there is a steakhouse. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> certain places go beyond just a restaurant and become an institution. And there's right. not a lot of those That's, left anymore, but Columbia Steakhouse is one of those. It is an institution. And Greg Penn of Columbia Steakhouse is with us today. And we're going to talk all things Columbia. Because Columbia is, it's sort of a way of life for a lot of people. Like for me, mm-hmm. I base what a steak should taste like based on on the granddaddy of them all yeah Yeah. and it started with cliff hagan's that most people know about yes i i don't know i grew up in this region so uh, alexandria drive was the the columbia right next to my grandma's house so i mean that was alexandria fine cuisine Ah. Mm -hmm. back when i was growing up we had Mm -hmm. columbia steakhouse there was you know lex italia Mm -hmm. or um you know down down the strip a little bit right and these were like the legendary lexington institutions and eating there was like such a treat yeah. and you know i'm just like you that it's almost like impression mm-hmm. in my childhood mind the definitions of, of what a, a meat and potatoes steak. meal should be yeah. you know you've got steaks that i don't know what kind of season they're using on but they they grill them upright they char them upright and it's almost like they you got to tell me about this magic. Greg, but it's they magic. go into garlic mm-hmm. butter it's almost like they sleep there for yeah a while, and so. like <laughs> and before we end this conversation i have to hear how you make those croutons i'm sitting yeah. here eating okay. like a million of them Very yeah. <laughs> but, but that steak and those potato wedges are ingrained and i think every lexingtonian's yeah. mind is this is what yeah. a steak meal should be how did it start how did you start yeah. with with columbia well, I was in school at Eastern Kentucky University, and I met the guys that owned Cliff Hagen's, and my, my brother and I kind of worked went to work 
after I graduated, was out a few years. My brother got a job with them, and then he ended up buying one of the stores. And then I came in later on, and we bought another one of the locations in Berea. And then in 1992, we had the opportunity to buy Columbia's uh, during the Calumet reign when they went through their – yeah. I don't want to like a better yeah, words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we went through there. They went out of, you know, closed, sold, and whatnot. Because Columbia's was owned by Courtney Lancaster, which was the heir to Calumet. Oh. And she was the daughter of Warren Wright, I believe is right. Yeah, or the stepdaughter or something. But anyway, Bertha, Bertha's daughter. But anyway, we bought them from them, and we merged. At that time, we had the three Lexington, Lansdowne, Alexander Drive, and the downtown Columbia Steakhouse. We also had Shooter's Bar and Grill over on Lane Allen. That was part of it. So, uh, Isn't that now the Lexington Diner? Well, no, that the building's closed now. Oh, okay. They've closed it. They, okay. they ended up, we actually sold that. 10 years after that and some lady out of new york bought it and they closed it and tore it down it was strange we mm-hmm. couldn't figure out what mm-hmm. happened but yeah. yeah but now you're down to two well we've got the two full service restaurants and then in some early 90s we put in the columbia express location you're right yeah, yeah. And, and where we, are those because well there's one on southland they yes. were initially in park there by tzatziki's and all of that yes area, and then we moved over there we had one in louisville and we had a few scattered mm-hmm. around the state at different times uh, years ago, but that's the one that we have now. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you remember some of the history of? Uh, well, I want to hear a little bit about the, the legacy of the downtown restaurant and yes. all the faces and names and Smitty and the whole yeah. thing. And the right. Nighthawk yeah. Special, yeah. yeah. But yeah. also the, the maybe the passing down of the recipes or who developed them. Mm-hmm. Um, is you have any kind of history on that? I'm sure when you guys bought Columbia's, that kind of came <coughs> as a package, mm-hmm. and yeah. we all kind of mm-hmm. know the flavors in this food. But as mm-hmm. as Norma was saying, and everybody we. It just tastes better at Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just kind of do the same thing we've been doing a long time. They probably started out with Ray Columbia in 1948. You know, when he started and oh, so it was a know, person's name. Well, Ray Columbia is the one that started. Columbia's oh, okay. I and, wonder how uh, it got its name. Um, and then the story was he and his his wife worked in San Diego or something. They worked out there and. They worked at a restaurant and they came this salad and that's how they came up with this Diego salad. Yeah. You know, oh, and that's San kinda, Diego. I, yeah, I was imagining it was a guy Diego. named Diego. I think it I was thought it was a spice. Yeah, there's or been a lot of been a lot of stories, but uh, there's been a lot of stuff downtown. That, uh, Is there the anything you can tell me about what makes that salad special? It's just probably prepared, just the probably just the celery salt and garlic salt and the mixture of the the croutons and with the crout sometimes the croutons but oh the, those croutons the, the, uh, oh I mean how the do steak you make is good the croutons are amazing what what do they have well you they are just they secrets? are just the honey they're just the uh, honey yeast rows and we cut them and oh, fry them and then we season, season them with garlic salt oh. and seasoning salt yeah but the salad is just a mixture of celery tomatoes a little bit of onion and uh, regular iceberg lettuce mixed together and then with the seasoning you know that kind of makes it good yeah, oh, yeah. And, the so good. and what yeah. is the nighthawk special is it's it a tenderloin it's a it's an eight ounce tenderloin of beef it's cooked marinated and served we cook our steaks in big pans 20 to 25 at a time and we cook you know the back is cooked well and medium in the middle of the pans are medium and the front might be rares and we rotate them constantly in garlic butter, and that's what makes them good. And then we serve them with garlic butter, too. So it makes a big All difference. All right, so this yeah. thing's roasting in the pan, <laughs> and then it, it goes in the garlic butter, that's and then right. on your plate, yeah. and you put more garlic butter. He's taking butter. notes oh, back there, right. by the way. That's right. You have a lot of garlic butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is 
nothing. No, you can go to any steakhouse, and we, you know, we talked about this off the air. You know, steak, beef should mm-hmm. taste the same. Like you would think, beef mm-hmm. on your grill would taste like beef on your grill, but right. it doesn't. Yeah. No, There's always something, something that special. changes it, and, and you never know what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your baked potatoes. Well, we use a we uh. use a massive jumbo, the largest baked potato you can get. Out of, we always use Idaho's, and that people love our baked potato. Oh. We probably waste more potato than what people oh. actually eat, you know, and, and it takes a lot more butter, too, because the potato's so big. You but know? it's fun, though, yeah. <laughs> I bet there are plenty of people that eat the whole thing, yeah, too, yeah. <laughs> and take save it home, up. Take it home and have fried potatoes next morning, probably. So what is your – everybody has their, their pick of steak. What is – if, if yeah, you're sitting your down cut? to a steak, what, yeah, what's your cut? I, what's love, your I love the special. I kind of crave those some, and I don't eat them all the time, but – hit and miss the other day i went downtown and i was starving i never had done this in 30 years uh-huh. and i ate two specials oh. <laughs> i've never done that before so uh, i don't know what it was and it you're just, such a trend uh, man I don't, I don't know it just i just had to do it you I just had went to down, do it i had to i had to have it how but, many ounces of I, steak was that well that was 16 but i normally wouldn't i've never done that normally i'd eat about six ounces but it it just tasted so good you know so does it i mean you know the columbia steakhouse uh all these great items on the menu when you guys went into the steak <laughs> express were you guys able to bring the entire menu over to that for to go pretty much delivery? pretty much we've got the same menu uh and it's all that's all delivery carry out and catering he does a lot of scotty brockman owns that concept or that that location it's a franchise of ours but he runs and operates that and we pretty much got the same exact menu that we serve some of the fried items we don't do as much because they don't travel as well yeah for the most part were you a uh, before you got into this business were you a steak man did you cook it no, or is this just no, that you I got was into in, this i was at, just went to school at eastern and i met the guys that owned the cliff and the rest is and, history uh, then my brother went to work for him, and later on I worked some jobs. I had no intentions of going in the restaurant business, but I had the opportunity to take over the Berea Cliff Hagen's, right. and we kind of turned them around and worked them, and, and then we kind of grew into and then was able to buy Columbia's after the— Did you know that. Cliff? I did, yeah. He came in all the time, yeah. Cliff, he? he came in. They, He's a legend. He would come in and check a salad bar, and they'd come in and eat a lot, yeah. Him and Bill Wilcoxon would come in a lot. Do you yeah. still have the? Uh, I know Billy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. new Billy. Yeah. Um, do they still have the salad bar, or is it? Well, just the Cliff Hagens had the salad bar, oh, okay. and then when we when we merged the Columbia's, we kept the salad bars in Berea and the Frankfurt store. The Cliff, those were Columbia's after we mm-hmm. merged to Columbia's after we bought that brand, and we kept them for a long time, but. Later on, I sold the Bria store, and then my brother sold the Frankfurt store, and we had one in Ashland that we had for we had a Columbia's in Ashland for a while, and we uh, that was the only one that wasn't part of the group. Somehow, years ago when it was started, it they let it become by itself, um, which was some different owners, you know, back during the day. But anyway, we sold that building, we got it, we sold that one, and I don't know, fifteen or twenty years ago, yeah. Okay. So I would say in 75 years, it's been around. Been You've been with it 30. 75. Time. Mm-hmm. We talk about institutions. You must have seen a lot of people. For instance, my kids, the first steaks mm-hmm. they've ever eaten, <laughs> they've ever ordered, were Columbia Steakhouse steaks. The first time they ever went to a steakhouse and ordered a steak was Columbia mm-hmm. Steak. Right. You must see that. People oh, come in with their grandkids. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah we, see, we see that quite a bit. It's uh, um, all the time, actually, just about every day. Yeah. 
So growing up, the the legendary uh, Smitty, my my mother and father used to always kind of oh, talk Smitty, about how you would, you know if, if you knew Smitty, you would get a table mm-hmm. because you know I'm talking about this is sure. back in the day. There was like two restaurants in Lexington. So, yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah. That's right. You had to get down there to get in, right? Yeah, right. So yeah. what are some of the, the old lore from that man? Oh, my gosh. I wish I knew. Flo, my downtown manager, she could probably tell you more. But he, he came back. He worked, you know, years and years and years ago. He was a maitre d' and everybody loved him. Everybody knows all that story. But yeah. he came back to work for us in the mid-'90s for a while, and, and he came back and just maitre d'd for us. and. And uh, everybody just loved, you know, he was just a sweet guy. What a a personality. In fact, just recently I put pictures in the stores, uh, big pictures, and I'm working on putting a mural on this building downtown for him. Oh, how exciting. I think that would be cool, yeah. When's that going to be up? Well, I'm working on it. I had a girl that I contracted with, and she got me for about $1,800. She never did start painting, but uh, we'll get get it done one of these days, yeah. What's your view of the restaurant industry over those many years? You've been in it, what, 30? Yeah, a little over 30. And you've seen changes. What yeah. what are you seeing out there? What's happened in the third? Well, years? it's changed. It's changed a lot. There's a lot more technology. You know, there's a lot more options with this delivery and all yeah. the DoorDash and Grubhub and all that. It's it's uh, but it's still pretty much the same. You know, it's it's all about taking care of people, and that's what that we never try changes. to. That's what we try to emphasize. You know, and we try to have more of a personal, hands-on touch. Uh, to where it's just not a robot coming to the table, and that's kind of what we've always done. Yeah. And it's just—I mean, I, the one thing I can't get past is it's just good. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, you get the steak; it's amazing. Right mm-hmm. down to the croutons. We all I'm have been eating it. What, eating the croutons. Tell us about what you've been eating. We've been eating oh, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I actually. Been. I've got these croutons <laughs> dangerously close to me. <laughs> I've been—I've uh, been—I've been going with the T-bone over here, man. Yeah, it's got quarter, a nice quarter, medium rare yeah. cooked on yeah. it. Yeah, I mean a good sear. We've been sawing at this thing for a little bit, and I mean it yeah. cuts. We're cut. Yeah. I mean we're in a radio studio here, guys. Yeah. We're using a plastic fork and knife. If that tells you anything, <laughs> we're doing just fine with it. Yeah, we are. Throw you some garlic <laughs> butter on it too. That'll make it a whole lot better. Oh <laughs> man, I can guess. You, can you buy it by the gallon? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Garlic butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I buy just like a bag of croutons? Just a bag of croutons yeah. and the garlic butter. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just that, a munch on. As a yeah. chef, that's one thing I really kind of admire about the tenure of this restaurant is you, mm-hmm. you're saying taking care of people. But, you know, this is always consistent. And through the ups and downs of your mm-hmm. your business, you've been big. Mm-hmm. You've been medium. You've yeah. been small. Yeah. Yeah. It still feels like the same Columbia. Right. Usually sometimes wow. when people scale things up, something's mm-hmm. lost. There's something missing. But, you know, I've, I've had Columbia Express. Mm-hmm. I've had all your locations. Yeah. And, it, you know, it yeah. still feels like Lexington. Still yeah. feels like our region, well, the states it, we grew up with. It's one of the few really signature restaurants mm-hmm. that's still around. Others have gone away. Yeah. Um, 75, well, I couldn't name you another restaurant that's been around 75 years yeah. other than maybe McDonald's. Locally owned. And it's got to be popular, and, and it's got to be good to be popular. And, you know, these guys... I don't know what you guys have done through the the past few years with price fluctuations, but it's still a very very reasonable mm-hmm. stake. I mean, I think so. You're really taking care of people in town by keeping it fair, you yeah. Know, and not playing around with the mm-hmm. price fluctuations. Yeah. Yeah, we we've raised our prices just minimally, but really not that much comparison to everybody. You know, what a lot of people do what they charge for things. Yeah, I so, do think there are certain things that just never go out of fashion. You know, a good, good steak, steak is, is one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my yeah. dad told me when I was a kid, you know, go buy a good suit, 
don't gain weight, you'll have it your whole life. You know, it's always going to be in fashion. <laughs> yeah, and like a, a good, well-made porterhouse mm-hmm. and a big baked potato. Mm-hmm. It could be nineteen sixty-three, two thousand, and a Diego salad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no one's. That's never going to be like oh, I'm done with that. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Good yeah. is good. It will always be appreciated. Yeah, 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 yeah. So me and Twitch were just looking over here. There's still lamb fries on the menu. And that's that's something that I don't know. I, I actually run mm-hmm. at the restaurant here and there. It's a, kind of a regional thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys still sell a lot? We of them? still a lot. Yeah. I should have brought you some of them. I didn't think about that. Yeah. What's right? the reaction the first time someone <laughs> eats a lamb fry? Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of times we'll just play with people and just make them some, take them to the tables. <laughs> the women get a big kick out of them. <laughs> but they're really good. So they're you really fool good. people yeah. like Jeremy yeah. does me sometimes. That's He'll right. put things in yeah. front of me and, t- and tell me there's something L- else. Let you let you eat it and then tell you. And then what tell it me is. what it really yeah. is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I couldn't remember. Uh, back throughout the day, in, in the downtown location, are you guys open for lunch? We're not anymore. Okay. We, we closed that lunch during COVID. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But that and was the parking a, issues, too, have become... A, yeah. A problem with uh, with downtown. But don't people yeah. really like that location? It seems very authentic. Yes, it, it seems is. very it Columbia is. Steakhouse-ish. Yeah. You know? But the parking is some problem that we're dealing with a little bit more with the city right now. The Lex Park issues. Oh, we've yeah. heard about the Lex Park issues, yeah. No one's happy about that. Yeah. No, nobody's yeah. happy about that. Mm. So, you know, I can tell the, the Nighthawk special has got to be the thing that dominates the menu. Probably always has, right? right? right. What would be kind of, uh, what's the what's the something else that people don't think about when they go to Columbia? Is that well, really, really we good? Serve, you know? Most of our item, we serve the special, 85 to 90 percent is a special. But is we it? serve a lot of ribeyes, a lot of porterhouse, yeah. a lot of New York strips, sirloins. The hot brown, we're known for our hot browns. Uh, the, the, burgers the, the burgers are big. The burgers we serve a lot of burgers. Oh, yeah. I bet it yeah. is. How does your hot brown? Uh, is it just a traditional hot brown? Pretty any? much, yeah. yeah. Okay. Same, same, yeah. It's it's the same one we've had. We've always had the same one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can I ask you lore like questions, and you can you can give us like a thumbs down or a thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. If you like. uh, for instance, uh, the croutons. Is there beef tallow, beef fat in those, or is that just because I, I, well, I from, from the fryer, from the fryer, is that yeah, what it is? From the fryer, well, yeah, has to yeah, be right. Yeah. I mean, they're so they're good. So, they're so <laughs> good. We took those to a party. My wife tells me all, the, we we do those a lot of catering. Of course, we put them on all of our garden salads too. Yeah. Not the Diego. I said that wrong a while ago, but. My wife, we took them to a party just with Caesar and ranch dressing, and people love that oh, just as a dip, them. As yeah. a dip, you know. It's amazing, yeah. and I really hadn't thought about it. But yeah. So I think here's an important question, and you've probably been asked, what is, can you buy just like a, a quart of garlic butter? Well, I guess you can. We have I mean, some people, cup. most of the time they do it with a steak, though. They put a steak in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What other lore? Are the burgers so good because you use the steak trimmings in them? Is that part of it? Well, I don't want to get too many yes, secrets. Yes, yes, we do. We we use a lot of tenderloin in our burgers when we when they're when they're made. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it they sounds are, so I mean, there's good. nothing like. I mean, oh. I, I'm a burger guy. And I nothing, love burgers. Yeah, there's a nothing good like burger. burger. Mm, there's the, nothing the like bun it. Is, it's a simple, the, the bun is It's really good bun. It's a really good burger. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put anything on it. You don't have to, you know, put barbecue sauce. Right? It's just a good. Right. It's just yeah. good right. the way it is. Yeah. Did the pandemic? Uh, was it a, just a hiccup, or did you really have? Well, to? mostly it was just the we were closed some, you know, but but our to go business was always really strong, and so we did we did okay. We didn't have any real problems. It, it wasn't a good thing. It's just I think right. what's I think what's really happened more than anything. People's direction has shifted a little bit. 
I've noticed our late night business is not as busy. I've heard our that earlier too. business, yeah. and I've heard that from other restaurant tours. Mm-hmm. Um, well, people eat dinner yeah. much earlier. You were even saying I think that. they come uh, out. We're earlier. seeing that yeah, as well. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Yeah. People are just eating earlier. And a lot of places, it's surprising to me that stayed open later are now closing a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I can't. I, I don't I know what that is. Someone of your tenure probably has been a little bit immune but you know there is an industry shortage of you know labor and i think the the hospitality industry has been hit the hardest yeah i'm going to say that uh because we're still kind of recovering i'd say you've retained you know being a a long time probably kept a lot of employees and were able to do that but um you know what are you seeing from that standpoint i mean do you see people coming in the street is there any chance for growth or well, there's a phenomenal amount of growth. You know, there's a lot of companies that push this and are always bringing new people and things like that. We've been pretty lucky. We haven't uh, – I mean, I've lost some people. and it, It's a challenge. It's always been a challenge. Yeah. But it seems like ways. we always – I mean, I've got – flow has been downtown longer than I've owned a company. And my manager at Richmond Road, Tim Blair, has been – you know, we've just had a phenomenal – I've just got a lot of great people. Uh, I mean, you get mad, you get angry, and you lose people all the time, but yeah. you're but constantly choice. bringing yeah, new what people in. a great in. philosophy. Yeah, what and I've got, you know, J.D., one of my cooks downtown, he's probably been there for 20 years. Mm. That's cool. Rodney and a bunch of the guys in the back that are just wonderful, you know, and people at Richmond Road. I, I really can't uh, – I mean, I get frustrated like everybody else does, but yeah. for the most part, but, they're – but you gotta stay yeah, in the business, yeah, kind of things yeah. even out, don't they? Do. This hamburger's killing me. I know. It's so good. <laughs> you gotta eat. I'll, here, here's what I mean, do. We'll it's each ask a question me. while the other two oh, eat. Ah. So I'll ask you. You know, it, we all saw supply chain issues in the last couple couple of years, and I don't know how beef was affected. Mm-hmm. I know if you run a restaurant that sells thirty different menu items, mm-hmm. you can't get hamburger. You you, you right. shift to chicken sandwiches. But when, when you're a steakhouse, you gotta have steak. steak yes. Has yeah. that been a challenge? Has getting beef ever been? We haven't run out. We we've had some shortages. Or one steak here or there but we haven't been completely out we haven't had that issue mostly just everything's gone up so much things that used to be you know 20 percent 25 percent it's just crazy you know what's your role in the in the business are you well i'm at richmond road yeah Yeah, i only take care of the the business side and then i'm I'm at richmond road four or five nights a week and i'm in and out during the daytime just wherever i need to be yeah yeah and we do a lot of catering we had a record december in catering yeah we did a phenomenal we do a lot of catering work in fact about as much i probably couldn't handle much more than what we did um so that's i've seen that coming back we've always done our catering has just grown and grown and grown but I've seen that really get bigger steak, and bigger. People bigger. cater oh, a, lot steak, of, lot of, a lot of steak, yeah. a lot of beef. Okay. We did the city. We did 500 people for the Fayette County Schools. We do sure. a lot of factories, just about every industry around central Kentucky. We sure. Do. We do a lot with Lexmark. Um, I mean, I can't list them all. There's so many companies we do. Yeah. See, I think yeah. this is good to know. Like, what what would – this is groups of any size, right? You're talking 15 mm. to 500, you right, said. Right, right, yeah. Now, how does that work? Do you guys – we give you a call. Do you guys come and set things up? <clears throat> Wire rack shavers or the, the whole That's nine right. yards with pretty shavers much, and everything? Yeah, pretty much the whole thing. We, we're full service. We do we do a lot of weddings. We do, gosh, we do we do everything. We, and we'll travel typically within a couple of hours, two and a half hours, something like that. We do a lot of we do do a lot of that. But uh, most of it, the tenderloin, which is what we're known for, and we cut those into beef tips. 
and that's what we oh, mostly cater. Oh, it's wow. the beef dips oh. smothered and soaking in the garlic. garlic butter. I was going to say, I <laughs> garlic butter is kind of yeah. at the root of all of this. Listen, if you want to do catering, ColumbiaSteakhouse.com <laughs> is a website. Get a hold of Greg. Get a hold of the yeah. team. Yeah. I, I hate that it's that the interview is over, but I am happy that we're yeah. going to get to eat now. So, yeah. well, I've been eating. Greg, thank so. you so much <laughs> for coming on. You can't. You <laughs> cannot beat. There's no steak as good as the Nighthawk Special it, yep. for that price. It's impossible. Oh, it's one. so yeah. good. I'm going to eat one. Back in a moment. I had to throw that in there. Food, news, and shoes radio. Back in a moment. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.